0: And welcome to Hometown Daily season two, episode 277 for October 4th, 2023. Tonight we're gonna discuss Arizona takes notice of Saudi company's use of water, better space parking spots. Let's talk about this. Your genes impact your vegetarianism. Owning a car in Singapore is pricey. New word for today, glow mammals. Windows isn't bloatware. Oh, look, a game. Nutrition is a national security threat. Our PSA for today is Ram truck recall due to rear view camera issue. And a forced upgrade, you say? Thanks, France. Next on hometown. <laughs> yeah, I like that last article. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, in, uh, in my excitement to try and get ready for today, I have been running around trying to do a bunch of stuff that was planned. And so I'm going to speed through today's articles, um, and see if I can so get Fox, this.
1: Here we come.
0: <laughs> Whoops. I've said it out loud. See, I, I try to, um, uh, provide Everyone with a little bit of news to kind of tease you into um, staying aware of what's going on in the world. And it's a pretty broad spectrum. So today, I don't know, these are some quirky articles. So let's get into the very first one. Everything okay?
1: Yes, but you didn't do your introductions.
0: Oh, doggone it. Here, let me back up let's do it right i'm mayor Watt, that's hometown.com and up there is the ai that does exactly what the ai just did keeps me on track
1: good evening hometown citizens
0: <laughs> uh that was a, oh i just realized i don't have a halloween spooky article this time oh no
1: that's okay we have several days until halloween so
0: I don't know. Glow mammals might actually be Halloween-y.
1: There you go. That fits. Because if you look at Halloween decor, it actually fits what you see in people's yards.
0: Yeah, that might be pretty creepy. Okay, let's do it right then. Up next. (laughs) The first article. Hey, look. The first article. Uh, This is over in the Mobile Channel. Arizona targets Saudi water uh, use in state. There isn't much of a deck statement, actually. There isn't a statement at all in the uh, article itself. The snippet was next. Uh, Rachel Friesen and Zach Budrick is the are the authors. That is the authors. Man, my grammar. So they are the authors over at TheHill.com, and uh, there's some information here. Uh, but then they say down at the bottom. Um, after a couple of pictures, Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs said that she would cancel the lease held by Saudi company Fundamonte, which grows alfalfa in Arizona. Why? Why is alfalfa growing?
1: That... Well, right. None of that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> a water intensive crop that feeds livestock. This I've heard rumors about this and thought that it was odd. There's droughts in Arizona. Anyway, her office said that the firm is in significant ongoing default of its lease dating back to 2016 and also said that it would not renew three other leases held by the company that are set to expire next year. So they also say Fundamonte's use of scarce and important resource at a discounted rate has caused controversy in the Grand Canyon State. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to say it right. The Grand Canyon State. (laughs) The leases uh, in question are in Butler Valley, but the company still holds another 9,834 acres in nearby Vicksburg. However, Butler Valley is a key water transportation basin, Hobbs team emphasized. And basically they're saying that
1: we're going to move fast and do it quick. Isn't this article missing the bigger picture, though? uh go ahead okay so if in our country or if in any country you don't have enough water for your citizens to live or to feed your animals or to water your crops or whatever why are you allowing foreign firms to do this
0: because business screw the pores oh did i say that out loud i'm sorry That it's the MBA in me. I just I instantly just blurt out profits. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, look. Somebody's struggling to get fresh, clean water profits. Oh, wait. Are they willing to pay profits? Oh, it's like fiscal Tourette's. I just have to keep blurting out profits. Screw the pores. Got to have profit. That's it. That's what it's all about. This, though, is kind of playing to the populist because, well, they're a foreign country. Let's look at all of the other businesses that might be doing something similar. And are they nixing all of those companies too? Then fine. If everybody right, is getting equal exactly. treatment, It's not fine.
1: just this country. It no. Be no. All of
0: them. I'm not talking about country. I'm talking about in the United States, in Arizona, are they nixing the licensing, the leaseholds for all of the companies that have been as they put it, significant ongoing default of its lease. They say dating back to 2016, but why now? Why here? Why this? Now other countries, they do what other countries do. But here in the states, I can say Look, there's a company that's making money somewhere, I suppose. It's uh, I've never seen this brand. It's obviously being exported. Um So, why now? Well, it's because it's become a thing. Um So, are the other companies in Arizona who are doing something like this also having their leases canceled? Or is it disparate treatment?
1: Yeah. Right. I I mean, we hope that, and that's what I meant. I. But you're right. They need to be treating everybody equally. I'm not sure why this is authorized to begin with, but they shouldn't be targeting this particular company.
0: Uh, To me, it seems weird that alfalfa is being grown in a desert. But, I mean, it's a heavy water-intensive crop. Why? Why is it? Why? Why are we growing? like almonds and stuff like that you know it, it, it's so water exactly. in, in, almonds intensive
1: are good, but uh not at the expense of everybody's residential water for example
0: i mean if it grows naturally there then why wouldn't it be growing naturally without all of that water it so obviously we're changing the dynamic of the natural order of things anyway there you go folks all hell's breaking loose and uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's nationalistic in nature. Let's keep going. Eventually. Oh my gosh! There we go. Um. So uh, the that next was a articles. a
1: Suzuki transition.
0: Yeah, it was ignoring my command. Uh, the next article is over in Technology Today. Space needs better parking spots to stay usable, and an engineer is finding them. I like these, um, like big brain kind of articles like who out there is sitting there thinking about parking stuff in space except for like one or two people well any mission headed to space needs a parking spot at its destination but these parking spots regions located on orbits are quickly becoming occupied for more vulnerable or more vulnerable to collisions and it could be because we're flinging satellites up there thousands upon thousands of them the article is over at fizz.org. Kayla Albert from Purdue University put this article together. Not the company, Purdue, the university.
1: You know, I think most people barely have a handle on terrestrial parking spots.
0: Yeah, can you imagine parallel parking in space at this hour?
1: That could be challenging.
0: Most objects launching... I mean, what
1: if you miss and you just kind of keep drifting off <laughs> somewhere?
0: <laughs> oh dear god That's all you do You kind of look at your space and go, Oh Oh no oh. oh there goes the planet Or whatever you're
1: parking there <laughs>
0: <laughs> Next stop Pluto uh, Most objects launched Into space are satellites Which can travel faster Than four miles per second In the regions where they park About ten times The number of satellites Currently in space Are expected to launch By 2030 So <laughs> We're about 10 times the number of satellites currently in space are expected to launch by 2030. So in 7 years we're going to take what's up there, multiply it times 10, and it will be out there over that 7 That's years
1: be a lot of space junk.
0: Insane. Simultaneously, satellite constellations are increasing in number and size. These are groups of satellites working together as a system, such as enabling GPS, observation of Earth, Internet access, and other types of communication. With this density of satellites, to quote uh, David Arnus, the assistant professor of aeronautics and astronautics in Purdue University's College of Engineering, says, Something is going to fail and cause a collision. It's just a matter of probability. All right, Sheldon. Satellite constellations are getting so big and numerous that it's becoming impossible to accurately track them all and ensure their long-term safety, even though or even through computational means. That's why. Is there
1: a database or a map or something of all of these?
0: There, uh, database, yes. Map, sort of. It's calculated, um, but if you actually do a search for satellites in space right now, there are websites that simulate all of the satellites that are in space and it is a it's a wasp nest it's really really unsettling you wonder why there aren't more falling to earth and it's because there are different strata in that space around earth in geosynchronous orbit So it says space is a common resource of humanity, just like water and air, even if it seems very vast, it's still limited. It is our responsibility to ensure that future generations will have their fair access to it. I agree. Um, So where is it? Making travel between Earth and the Moon more fuel efficient. They want to put GPS basically out there to make sure that it becomes really easy to get from here to the moon and then from oh, I moon. Thought there was
1: a gps problem though on that
0: <laughs> Mar- yeah i guess it, there is no global i'm sure that there's a way to put like beacons out there but it's spinning you know it's rotating around us and we're rotating around the sun and things aren't yeah, just it's not perfect like when circles. You're
1: gpsing between like two cities or something that are yeah. Yeah, a fixed distance.
0: But hey, if we can throw a lawn dart at an asteroid out in space and it can return, I don't know, maybe we can get this right. I think what we really should do is build a cable that goes from the Earth to the Moon and then spaceships can just clip onto it and then follow it.
1: Oh, like zipline or something? Like
0: a zipline, yes. Except that it's a an interplanetary or celestial body zipline. I'm sure that everything will work out just fine RNS and purdue graduate student uh, andrew binder are building on an uh, a nasa an idea that nasa explored in the past to propel satellites from the low earth orbit without expending fuel by using a very long cable structure called tethers oh my god it actually says it <laughs>
1: Space I was zip line, here we come <laughs> I was
0: joking did I, I see that in my peripheral vision and my brain just said formulate this idea
1: I don't think so that
0: was straight up in a joke applying this idea to the CIS, CIS lunar uh, region you know at in position lunar Uh, Region Uh, Arnis and Binder envision building a reusable infrastructure in space based on a pair of tethers that could catch and throw satellites between Earth and the moon. Oh my god, I was joking!
1: That's really crazy. (laughs) Wow,
0: anyway, yeah, that's what they want to do. I think it's silly, but okay, you never know. Let's keep going.
1: Maybe they'll start funding it with um, rides for consumers.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, take this ride. Yeah, carnival rides never fail. This next article is over in Hometown Daily. Let's talk about how to get a taco a day for a month. Taco Bell's offering fans the hotly anticipated Taco Lovers Pass for $10 on its app, and it guarantees you access to a taco a day for 30 days straight. Hmm.
1: I think everybody needs to go to Taco Bell plus they have the fastest drive through
0: apparently. And you know what else is fastest? What? Taco Bell exiting your body. Hey, Mm
1: -hmm. uh,
0: this article is over in Newsweek and it's Suzanne Blake that put the article together. You know, that first in first out inventory and and product production (laughs) uh, system. It's fast in and fast out. I've said too much. Taco Bell's offering fans the hotly anticipated taco lovers pass on its app, and it guarantees you access to a taco a day for 30 days. You should probably spend 30 bucks, get three of them, so you can actually get three tacos a day. Um, But by the time you eat three tacos a day, every day for 30 days, you're gonna need more than. I don't know. There isn't anything that's gonna help you. We're embracing our fans' passion for its digital pass, along with the potential it holds to transform our retail experiences. Taco Bell's chief digital officer Dane Matthews said in a statement, "I actually like Taco Bell, um, but there it's just too expensive, you know. But that deal, ten bucks and a taco." yeah i think that's a great deal like i said i'll buy three um i mean that's 30 bucks a month and you get 90 tacos
1: and you get to choose i was wondering which tacos would qualify you Mm -hmm. can choose one of seven options
0: wait there are seven options for tacos at taco bell
1: soft taco soft taco supreme spicy potato soft taco um sorry nacho cheese doritos locos tacos really and supreme and crunchy taco and crunchy taco supreme
0: Oh, okay well yeah i didn't even count that it was a unique taco the supreme um which they're actually pretty good um unless you get some monkey sour cream in there Anyway, the chain will soon debut its toasted breakfast tacos, which come with eggs, melted cheese, and your choice of bacon, sausage, or potato wrapped in a grilled tortilla. Uh, I feel like that's going to be some busy mornings uh, coming my way. The new morning snack will be available beginning October 12th for $1.49. Yeah plant-based guests, the chain's new vegan nacho sauce will soon be available to add to your order or make sure you don't get, depending on how you're feeling about vegan cheese. Uh, With the new nacho fries and the vegan nacho sauce, ordering vegan at Taco Bell has never been easier, so fans can feed their cravings without compromising or customizing, the company said in a statement. Earlier this year, Taco Bell also brought back its rolled chicken tacos, which can be ordered on a price of $2.99 for two or $5.49 for four. I wonder if those prices are like nationwide. No matter where you are, that's the same price. Cost of living in one place is different, you know? It's cheaper to live in, I don't know, the middle of Kentucky than it is. Probably middle new of nowhere, Kentucky, I should say. Yeah, right. Than New York. Chicken enchilada burrito is also a new option. I never even saw that there. Hmm. Anyway, that's it for this article. You want to go on to the next one?
1: Sure. What do you want to talk about? And then we should go about- to Taco
0: Bell. Oh gosh. <laughs> so the next article actually can talk me out of being a vegetarian. Hometown day, I have an excuse when somebody says, "Why aren't you vegetarian?" It's in my genes. Your genes may stop you being vegetarian, according to a scientist. We identified three genes that are significantly associated with vegetarianism, study author Nabil Yassin told Newsweek. Pandora Dewan and Jess Thompson put this article together over at Newsweek.com. According to new research from Northwestern University, your ability to stick to a strict vegetarian diet might actually come down to your genes. As of June 2022, roughly one in 10 American adults identified themselves as either being vegan or vegetarian. Do you want to know how you can find out if somebody is a vegan or vegetarian?
1: They'll tell you.
0: No. The sentient AI steals the wind from my sails again. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly it. According to surveys carried out by Kansas State University, uh, motivations for adopting a plant-based diet vary between individuals and can include personal health, animal well-being, environmental concerns, and religious reasons. The way that I describe this in other domains is the reasons why someone does something is as varied as the very people that are doing them. You can never truly know all of the reasons these are just some. It says can include. But it could have been as simple as waking up one day and saying I don't want to eat animals.
1: Plans yeah, that up. would be animal well-being.
0: Well, no. It, it doesn't have to be animal well-being. It's just I don't want to eat animals. Not even they don't care about the animals. They You know what? <laughs> I don't care about animals, but I'm also not going to be
1: plants. I want to eat plants. <laughs> there you go. Let's
0: invert. Let's even make it more obvious. I hate plants, so I'm going to chew them up. And then first in, first out. Previous studies have shown that roughly half of all self described vegetarians actually eat meat, at least occasionally, which makes them a vegetarian in name only. And I believe that the all of the vegetarians get together and make a list and cast those in name only vegetarians off the island. Get out! Will those be Vinos? Vinos, that's right. Man, that's the name of my uh, Taco Bell knockoff restaurant. Vinos, Vino Bell. Um. These, uh, uh, this suggests that many people who uh, would like to be vegetarian are unable to stick to a strict vegetarian diet, according to the author and professor emeritus of pathology at Northwestern University's Feinberg School of Medicine. Nabil Yassin said or told Newsweek given that. Several prior studies have shown that food uh, choices are strongly influenced by genetics. We wanted to see if adhering to a strict vegetarian diet is influenced by genetics. Okay. So it's a really interesting article. I have not been throwing this stuff into uh, the chat by the way, but here's my, my thing about this. Every time. Okay. So I go to a doctor. You got to get checked out periodically, right? Be proactive about your health. Make sure that you're okay. Even if you think you're okay, maybe there's something going on with you. You get blood work done and blah, blah, blah. They listen to your lungs and all that kind of stuff. Every time I talk to a different doctor, I find out what their specialty is, and suddenly whatever it is that's ailing me, that isn't really ailing me, and I've never even known it was ailing me, even when they tell me it's ailing me, is it's their specialty. That's what is
1: weird how that happens.
0: I have a pain in my leg, and I go see a sports therapist, and they say I can run it out. I go see a sports surgeon because the sports therapist says that, well, your solution is to run it out. And the surgeon says, I can cut you open. I go to another doctor and say, uh, you know, I got a um, I'm uh, 15 pounds overweight and uh, working out doesn't seem to burn it off. And they say, well, how much are you eating? And you say 1200 calories. And they go, wow. And you're getting by on that? You say yes, and then they say, well, maybe you should eat more. Okay, what is your specialty? Uh, Dietary research or something like that. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Um, How about we send you to a nutritionist? You talk to the nutritionist, and the nutritionist says, your diet is perfect. You're just not eating a lot of calories. Yeah, that's because calories in, calories out. You go back to another doctor, and that doctor is a nutritionist, That's what they did their PhD in and they go, you need to eat more. You really should, you know, eat 3000 calories a day. And that'll really jumpstart your metabolism. You know what? Everybody, I think. That
1: will jumpstart your scale.
0: (laughs) Yeah. uh, The way that I see it is everybody has their own unique genetics. And so you can't have the exact same diet to match, you know, you can't all eat the same thing because everybody's genetics are a little bit different. So you need your own chemistry, your own way of getting what your genetics needs. Um, But the, the average is just eat, just eat food. The better the food, the better the nutrient content maybe, but you can also get all kinds of nutrient content from supplements. So what actually works? You know, science is short-circuiting things, but I don't think we have a real understanding. And I'm about to show you another article that amplifies what I'm saying. Vegetarianism is great for other, for some people and reasons across the gamut. Veganism, same thing. Uh, There's one competitive eater on YouTube that actually sells shirts that say, um, I eat animals, you know, quite the opposite of vegan. But whatever it is, you need to consume calories because that's your energy. The better the food, the better the nutrient mix, supposedly, right? That is the prevailing science. So your genes may be stopping you. And this article talks about it um, in greater detail. A genome-wide association study is a scientific research method that involves rapidly scanning the dna of a group of individuals to find distinctive markers of a particular disease using this method the team identified three genetic variants that were more common in people with a strict vegetarian diet so they figured out what it was as it turns out several of the genes we identified have important functions in lipid or fat metabolism and brain function Well, what is the long-term impact of a vegetarian diet? That's going to be different for different people because their genetics are slightly different. So if they're capable of integrating all of the nutrients from a, a vegetarian or vegan diet and still have the same positive output on the other side of it, what is the difference? Right? It says, however, for blaming your genes for your insatiable cravings for chicken nuggets, there are several caveats. To consider here because they're saying well you can't flip it the other way we have genetic markers for vegetarianism we don't have a genetic marker for a predisposition of really loving to eat cows
1: a carnivore yeah <laughs> or omnivore
0: and yeah Um, So it's also important to remember that genome-wide association studies like this simply look for patterns and correlations within a group of individuals. These correlations do not necessarily imply that a specific gene causes the observed behavior because correlation is not causation. And there's a whole lot of nurture going into this nature representation just because you like to eat plants doesn't mean that you're actually pr- uh, genetically predisposed to it. It's just that they've found several people that match.
1: Well, and a lot of people could become vegetarians for environmental reasons, but right. maybe for those people that become vegetarians are genetically predisposed or at least amenable to it.
0: Yeah, but this is the kind of science that leads to Wingnut saying you uh, oh it's a mental disorder that you're a vegetarian is uh, you're a vegetarian because the same markers that show up in your genetic code also show up in you know people with depression or whatever and suddenly it gets spun out as sociopathic marketing you know
1: some exactly. way to and at least here they didn't say something like these are recessive genes or whatever
0: Oh, there's a trigger word, right? Essene 2 said that there are more is needed to understand the biological underpinnings. Data suggests the ability of some people but not others to adhere to a strict vegetarian diet may be related to a genetic difference in lipid metabolism and brain function. It's kind of interesting. Um, we started watching the movie 57 Seconds, and there's a person there that is trying to stop... Um, well trying to make everybody healthy and do it essentially through behavior modification. Um, and, uh, this kind of tracks to that, you know, find out what motivates you and then, Oh, look, it's your genetics. Let's tweak everybody's genetics to be
1: right. Exactly. This
0: this is fodder for creative writing there. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going. Got a bunch more. Uh, the next article is over in uh, Hatch Ideas, which is all about business. Um, certificate to own car in Singapore rockets to $106,000. I thought that this might have been a translation issue. Like, it couldn't possibly be $106,000, but that's apparently what it is.
1: I wondered that too. I was like, what unit is that in? But
0: to own a car in singapore a buyer must bid for a certificate that now costs hundred and six thousand us dollars equivalent to four toyota camera camry hybrids in the u.s as a post pandemic recovery has driven up the cost of the country's vehicle quota system to all-time highs so all you poors in singapore you're not going to be able to drive Singapore says sorry.
1: That's crazy.
0: Isn't it? I mean, you're priced out because there's only a, a, there's a limit apparently to how many cars can be on the road. Yeah. The cost of certificate of entitlement introduced in 1990 to control the number of cars now equivalent to four Toyota Camry hybrids in the U.S., This is over, by the way, at uh, theguardian.com, but there isn't. It just says Reuters as the byline. So, the median annual household salary in Singapore is uh, 121,188 Singaporean dollars. I'm not sure what that. What is the? um,
1: The exchange rate.
0: No, no, no. Is it really just like Singaporean dollar? Hmm.
1: Singapore dollar. Yeah. Equals 0.73 US dollars. One equals
0: you're kidding. So wait, let me make sure. Yeah, it's one hundred and forty six thousand uh, two Singaporean dollars, which translates into one hundred and six thousand three hundred and seventy six dollars and sixty eight cents. Wow. So the the exchange rate is um, seventy five percent, basically. Uh, that's pretty fascinating so yeah they they basically say which means that the the median annual household salary in Singapore is somewhere around 100,000 US dollars that's the median
1: household but if that's the case how does anybody own a car?
0: well they have to save up for two years
1: and not buy housing or groceries or anything
0: correct yeah That's you save up for two years. Half of your family dies off from starvation and you get to go and get a car. No, man, I'm just not going to survive very long in Singapore. Jason Guan 40, an insurance agent and father of two, said he bought his first car, a Toyota Rush for $65,000 in 2008, including the price of the COE. Well, now just the COE is $100,000 U.S. dollars. That's crazy. Crazy. Anyway, now Guan lives without a car, focusing on other perks that Singapore offers for his family. Do they have to pay that every year?
1: Oh, my gosh. I thought that was the purchase. What? Um, No, it's a 10-year certificate.
0: Okay, Singapore has a 10-year Certificate of Entitlement system, COE system, um, introduced in 1990. So this guy bought it, uh, got it in uh, 2008, and by 2018, he lost it. So for the last four years, he wasn't able to afford it because it got pricier and pricier.
1: Wait, that price I think is on top of the purchase price of the car.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he said in 2008 he, right? That's what he said. Um he bought his first yeah, in 2008 for 65,000 Singaporean dollars including the price of the COE in 2008.
1: And now it's 183,000 including the COE. Correct. <laughs> That's but that I don't even understand that because it's a ten-year certificate. But okay, I guess if you're kind of paying it up front, like the purchase price.
0: Yeah, it's an additional. Well, I mean, if it's one hundred and fifteen or one hundred and fifty thousand Singaporean dollars, which is what it is, so he would have to have shelled out two hundred over two hundred thousand Singaporean dollars to get that new car and the certificate of uh entitlement. If it's amortized over 10 years, he's still showing up. That's what I'm getting
1: up. confused by. And then also, what if you switch cars during the 10-year period? Does certificate carry over? I mean, I just have a yeah, question. Yeah,
0: I think the certificate allows you to get any car. Well, a car within that license. Right, but
1: right.
0: You Even if you were to like get a loan to pay for it, it would be 15000 a month. Or no, 15000 a year. Um, so a thousand dollars a month added on to whatever the price of your vehicle was, unless you paid for it outright. So you're basically paying a thousand dollars a month just to drive a car.
1: Well, and the other issue here is that even if you are able to do this, there might not be certificates available because unless old cars are coming off the road, there aren't enough certificates to go around.
0: Right, Because there's a
1: cap on the total in the country. Not the city gets the number of cars.
0: It's like a taxi medallion in New York.
1: Exactly. Which you had
0: to bid for too. So those aren't just guaranteed granted. You have to bid for a medallion. Um, That's why Uber and other um, taxi services, taxi-like services, because they're not called taxis, um, are um, so popular because taxis are expensive. Okay, well anyway, let's keep on going to the next article. This next article is from uh, the mobile channel, but it's from uh, fizz.org originally. Um, From glowing cats to wombats, fluorescent mammals, (laughs) (coughs) or what I'm referring to as glow mammals. TM, it's trademarked. You heard it here first. Fluorescent mammals are much more common than you'd think. Recently, several mammals have been reported to glow under ultraviolet light, including our beloved platypus. But no one knew how common it was among mammals until now. So there's some scientists out there waiting until the dead of night and then flashing a UV light at various mammals.
1: I mean, that sounds like a fun experiment.
0: Yeah, Assuming they're not predators. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: They're like, here's um, my location, come and get
0: me. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> Why are you tying your shoe? Um, yeah, the rest of that joke is because I don't have to outrun the tiger, I just have to outrun you. Uh, from glowing cats to wombats, fluorescent mammals are much more common than you'd think. Uh, Kenny Travion, uh, I think, and um. Christine Elizabeth Cooper and Jimmy Buzine and Lynette Umbrello and Simon Lewis from The Conversation. This is a, a full table that put this article together. And it has a picture, so I'm gonna show you. Ah. So all of these glow. Some of them are not I mean, alive.
1: That's kind of odd.
0: None of them are alive. What
1: is the function of that?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I guess it could be like flowers, right? Like or other spots and stuff like that. The pattern shows that it's something that you recognize as kicking your ass out there on the playground, and so you stay away from it in the future.
1: Yeah, no, that's I don't true.
0: Know. Do animals see ultraviolet? I wonder if that's kind of what it is. Recently, several mammals have been reported to glow under ultraviolet, including our beloved platypus. Um, which is Latin for plate cat. It's not. I'm completely making that up. Uh, but so no one a knew.
1: You mammals can see UV light well.
0: How about the platypus?
1: Uh, I don't know about that, but hedgehogs, dogs, cats, and ferrets are some that can.
0: Oh, interesting. So our research published, in, or their research uh, published in the Royal Society Open Science today. Found this glow, known as fluorescence, is extremely common. Almost every mammal we studied showed some form of fluorescence. I think it's just white, right? Like, that's what's glowing, is the the white material, right? Because, let's see, it's a polar bear, so it's the white that's glowing.
1: But isn't that a bat at the bottom, which is probably black?
0: Um orange leaf nosed bat so pull it up do a plain uh white light picture and see if its coloration matches that because it looks like you can see the rib like the the ribs from the wings the bones
1: it's light colored
0: interesting right nah, i don't know that just seems like it's and It's white. kind
1: of brown it's not white but
0: but it's lighter it's not black
1: yeah, it is and it's definitely yeah. lighter
0: so I don't know, I have, I uh, I am screaming sus. So nightclub visitors will be familiar with white clothes or perhaps their gin and tonic glowing blue under UV light. This is a great example of fluorescence when the energy from UV light, which is a form of electromagnetic radiation invisible to humans is absorbed by certain chemicals. These chemicals then emit visible light, which is lower energy electromagnetic radiation. <laughs> electromagnetic how often uh, do animals glow anytime uv light shines on them i suppose so anything that emits uv light will make them glow and there, i don't know how much to read out of this article because it seems pretty obvious that anything that is light colored is going to glow under uv because it's the light color that absorbs the uv right
1: right so i mean that seems like a number of animals
0: would in particular we noticed that white and light colored fur is fluorescent with dark pigmentation preventing fluorescence for example a zebra's white right white stripes fluoresced while the dark stripes didn't well i what time is it 8:44. 44 the no shit news got it anyway it's an interesting article um, just showing what fluorescence is, really. That'll be the takeaway for us today on this one. But there isn't But it much. did
1: say something about nocturnal animals being more fluorescent, so that might undercut the thing about the color. For example, if there's a white um, diurnal animal and a white nocturnal animal, it sounds like there's more likelihood that the nocturnal one is um, fluorescent.
0: The nocturnal one is more fluorescent?
1: I was farther down in the article.
0: yeah, but what kind of survival trait? What genetic survival trait is that? Survival I don't of know, the fittest. I'm just
1: saying I don't think it's just that it's light color. I think that's hmm. part of it, but
0: yeah, but it's a light colored nocturnal animal. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of like um, uh, like the third light on the back of a car. It's so that you can see it better from a distance, and so. When the polar bear is further away, you're like, oh, God, that's a polar bear because I can see in fluorescent range.
1: Uh, maybe I can't determine if it's a good thing to be. I mean, it seems like it would right? be harmful if you were prey to be fluorescent. But maybe right. if you're a scary predator, it's kind of like, oh, oh, I'm staying away from that.
0: Right. there, There's some prey out there that's bright, glowing fluorescent right now. And they're looking at themselves going, what? Asshole made me glow at night. (laughs) Anyway, let's go on. I've already said too much. See, now I've exposed glowing animals at night. And there's just all kinds of glow mammals are going to fall prey because people are going to be, or not people, but other animals are going to be looking in the UV spectrum. They're going to go and buy UV scanners and and look through UV lenses
1: because we have a lot of mammals in our audience <laughs> right
0: now. Uh, there's like a thousand people in chat that are sitting there going, Oh, you have ruined everything we were in. We were hiding in plain sight and now you've exposed us. It's just line after line right now in chat. Anyway, uh, the article that's up next is in the Warcrafter channel banish the tedium of setting up windows with a built in while you wait retro game courtesy of Microsoft, because when you think, let's install an operating system that's already been accused of being bloat, let's throw in a while you wait retro game. If you're picking up a new Microsoft Surface laptop, you could now indulge in a bit of retro gaming while waiting for Windows to finish crawling through the interminable setup and update process thank you microsoft here's hoping the
1: fact that they recognize that so well is a problem right like maybe you could figure out a way to speed it up
0: yeah like not be blootware hey how about that um here's hoping like i i just came okay so right before the show i went to an event um to introduce myself to the people that are attending this event and uh, while there people were complaining about the fact that microsoft can't stick to a name things keep on changing and in the last 10 years a service that i use for microsoft has changed its name like five times whatever microsoft just streamline your operating system so that it's toit toit like a toiger and not bloatware and slow and keeps on expanding exponentially and then becoming a complete dog where i have to wipe out my system just to do spring cleaning i hate having to do spring cleaning anyway it will certainly be something to do while setting up a new office test rig so this is coming from pc gamer which i'm sure always sets up uh, anyway, as spotted by The Verge, Microsoft has seemingly added a cute game to the setup procedure in Windows 11, not content with showing you endless screens about how much better your life will be with the operating system. Now seems that you can actually play a game. Again, this article is over at pcgamer.com. Nick Evanson is the author. The deck statement says, it's not Elden Ring, but it's better than nothing. So it says, if you're picking up a new Microsoft Surface laptop, you could indulge in a bit bit of retro gaming. Uh, Let's see, what is it called? The game in question has actually been around in the Edge browser since 2020. Just type edge colon slash slash surf into the address bar and away you go. Uh, For the author, it brought back memories of Horace Goes Skiing on the Sinclair Spectrum, which brings me back to my gosh 20 years ago 30 years ago 30 yeah probably 30 years ago uh though less ancient folks may think it's more akin to ski free yeah so i think it's closer to like 40 years ago for the the sinclair spectrum sorry oh my gosh that's what i had so the sinclair spectrum and the timex sinclair is what i had so this is bad you know i
1: recognize that name and i but i wasn't sure if it was the same thing
0: yeah i i this oh my gosh oh wow my brain just did not want to admit that i'm that old anyway um uh, surf is surprisingly good the author says sure it's just endless scrolling dodging an obstacle type of game but the animations are ridiculously cute so it's kind of this pixel game and you're the surfer right there, and you get to go surfing the waves and avoiding obstacles. I don't know if people will stream that, but okay. Um, what's not clear at the moment is whether Surf is now part of every new Windows 11 installation. It may well just be for Microsoft's own PCs, but there's no reason why I couldn't add it to uh, retrospectively. I don't want... I want everything clean. I want everything fast to install. Don't make my life have to have some type of coping mechanism for the operating system (laughs) install exactly
1: the next thing they're going to give you is like a therapist to wait with you or something
0: anyway if anybody out there is interested in doing software installs um, of operating systems in particular go check out rufus that will save you um you'll like it anyway uh let's keep on going sound good sounds good sounds great the next article is over in the mobile channel nutrition the national security threat no one's talking about probably because well anyway let's go over to the hill right away because the uh, article is at the hill and mark Kukazella and jeff volick are opinion contributors who Um, Included a a picture here of uh, Army cadets, I suppose, right? Students in the new Army prep course stand at attention after physical training exercises at Fort Jackson in in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Not quite Navy SEALs yet, but I guess they'll be there. Well, some of them might make it.
1: I don't think they will be Navy SEALs.
0: Well, they're Army. Sorry. What? Special Forces, is that the,
1: yeah. That's what I suppose uh, they'll do if they're really good.
0: Right, Rangers?
1: Rangers, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, so three out of four young people uh, don't qualify for the, um, 77% specifically, 77% of Americans aged between 17 and 24 cannot qualify for military service, and that number continues to rise. For three out of four young people, this is due to obesity and failure to meet fitness standards. Once they are in the military, their health status often worsens and becomes particularly problematic when they retire. Why would that be? Why would that be? Oh, so they actually get to it. I forgot about this. I've actually heard about this. So the military is a high carbohydrate, low protein, low fat diet. And so if, If my memory serves me right, um, the way that this works was carbohydrates, carbs, were introduced because they were more shelf-stable, like bread and other things that could store for a longer period of time without spoiling or having any real conditioning type of things, like turning it into jerky, drying it out, and stuff like that. Um, But these long-chain sugars, they basically just add weight and you have to hustle real hard uh, long and hard to try and convert these long chain sugars into something usable. So you end up basically just packing on weight. It's kind of like eating nothing but rice and bread turns you into a sumo wrestler because you cannot get rid of it, you know, and that's actually true. Rice actually is just a massive amount of carbs. Um, And so it says, a well-constructed lower-carbohydrate diet, defined as no more than 130 grams of carbohydrates daily, which is damn near impossible, folks, can help people lose weight and prevent the reverse chronic uh, certain uh, prevent and reverse certain chronic diseases such as metabolic syndrome um, or type two diabetes, which is part and parcel to metabolic syndrome uh yet there which by the way you talk to a doctor about metabolic syndrome and they'll sit there and go yeah it's basically our catch all for everything um
1: everything that we can't label
0: yeah and type 2 diabetes actually is has, has a numeric trigger which if you stay above a certain number for a period of time you're diabetic type 2 diabetic um so like if you eat candy and you crash odds on you're trending towards diabetic um so you're um you're insulin resistant so anyway yet there's no option for low carbohydrate eating pattern in the dietary guidelines despite many peer-reviewed scientific publications supporting its effectiveness getting rid of carbs though is damn near impossible you have to give up pretty much everything and go au naturel and That's not always possible, either budgetary-wise or access to those foods. I mean, you can't always get inexpensive fish, and inexpensive fish usually has some problem. So, anyway, according to a 2018 study published in Diabetes Therapy, 94% of subjects with type 2 diabetes were able to reduce or eliminate their use of insulin after limiting their carbohydrate intake. Over half of active duty military personnel report regularly consuming sugar and caffeine containing energy drinks. Um, For many, excessively refined carbohydrates, especially added sugar and energy drinks and other uh, sugar sweetened beverages can contribute to weight gain, obesity, and other problems by the way, that sugar is a massive carbohydrate and you have to work really hard to get it out of your system. Um, and so, you know, if you can wean yourself from it, you go through withdrawal symptoms really. Um, but it can be done. You can do it quickly, cold Turkey, or you can do it slowly. Um, but I don't know. I I've, eliminated most of the sugars in my life short of eliminating all breads um and i m- nothing has changed for me um but again every You're once so in a while if, uh, i i break down so you have to be fanatical about eating no sugar um otherwise your body goes yum 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 and then holds on to it for dear life um so, And I always fall off the wagon for that, so self-control people. Anyway, it's a these, uh, these opinion writers say, Our nation is facing an impending crisis, and the federal government has the power to change this trajectory. Given the rising rates of obesity in society and military, there is an urgent need to explore alternative scientifically credible nutrition approaches. It is time for the federal government to acknowledge that most Americans are not healthy, and... Update the dietary guidelines for Americans to reflect the current scientific literature that points to lower carbohydrates as an effective option for individuals with diet related diseases, including obesity. I agree, but you can't change what everybody eats without imposing some totalitarian regime on the population. And if anybody were to follow these two people um, in their voice and force this into existence, People are going to freaking hate the government ever, uh, forever and ever. But I think that it's true. We should change the dietary guidelines because we know now, just like we, you know, there were people selling cigarettes as being better for you.
1: Right. They were like hyping it as like, this is healthy.
0: And that's the same thing that has happened with other things. Energy drinks give you energy. This peps you up. This fills you up, et cetera, et cetera we gotta, we gotta make the population. What's really important is that we make the population aware of just how detrimental it is, but you have to fight that yummy tasting, whatever. And that is the thing we're addicted to these good flavors, but it's only because we were shown them, you know, that's why there's a lot of other cultures that are, well, we've never had sugar, so we don't really care about it. And then the moment that they're given something sugary, they their eyes roll into the back of their head and they say, that's it, I'm moving. I'm going to go to America and start ordering big gulps. Uh, <laughs> so now they're a practicing uh, physician at Veterans uh, Administration Hospital and a professor of research at the Ohio, the Ohio State University and co-founder of <laughs> Verda Health. So they have a, a vested interest in them other than saving all of society from the woes of sugar. Um, it, they are living basically in that sector. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, I don't think throwing this picture up here uh, really facilitates their solution, but I think it kind of throws them under the bus. These poor kids they are already giving up everything to fight for the country uh okay like give them some sugar every once in a while that's fine with me all right so let's keep on going unless you wanted to say something about this
1: no i don't have anything else dad
0: i'm an ant so i need sugar <laughs> uh, the next article is, uh, is our psa for the day and you know what i didn't do really
1: probably post uh the last five articles
0: yeah whenever i say you know what i didn't do it's that I didn't throw the articles into the chat. I don't know. I think people are missing it. Um the uh this article is over in the mobile channel nearly 273,000 Ram trucks recalled over rear view camera issue. Um the uh Stellantis is recalling nearly 273,000 trucks in the U.S. because the radio software can stop the rear view camera image from being being displayed. The radio software can stop the rear view camera image from being displayed.
1: That doesn't even make any sense. I was trying to figure out what could be a problem with a rear view camera, and I was thinking that maybe it displayed like a different scene than what's behind your car. Yeah, really?
0: it Picks up the neighbor's baby cam or something.
1: <laughs>
0: so um, the articles over at the Hill, it's written by the Associated Press. Um, yeah. It, it just says that it covers a certain Ram 1500, 3500 from 2022 and 2023 models also covered our 2022 to 2024 Ram 2500 trucks. Is that weird that they did it like that. anyway, um
1: since it's not 2024 yet
0: yeah anyway
1: a little bit yes
0: so basically if you own a ram truck you're probably going to want to search the vin search tool which you can get to by following uh (laughs) i didn't throw this one into the,
1: the non-existent link
0: the non-existent link in chat there it is now it's in chat um, anyway, yeah, you're going to want to check your VIN, and there's a video here that tells you where to go look for it, but um, you're going to want to find your VIN and then click on the VIN search tool at the NHTSA.gov recalls website, and it will tell you if you're part of a recall for the last 15 calendar years. That has to be a, a massive database. <laughs> yeah, the dealers that's will, not good the dealers will update the radio software at no cost to owners who will be notified by letter starting November 17th. So don't play your music while you're backing up because you're not going to see what, if you're playing the song, never going to give you up. He's about to lie to you because you're going to give up your rear view perspective. Man, I had to force I that one. hate when that happens. <laughs> Never gonna back you up. I already did that once. I'm moving on to the next article. So the last one article for today is technology today, the iPhone 12 emits too much radiation and Apple must take it off the market. French agency says I titled this segment, a forced upgrade you say? Okay, so there's at least three different phones that have been a re- that have been released since the iPhone 12 was brought out and now after they've released the iPhone 15 series 15 Pro and Max and whatever else now France is going and you need to pull the old one off the market <laughs> all right french regulators have ordered apple to stop stop selling the iphone 12 saying it emits electromagnetic radiation levels that are above the european union standards for exposure the articles over at apnews.com and uh written by kelvin chan and sylvie corbett the um it's unclear why the phone which was released in late 2020 didn't pass the agency's latest round of tests and why it it was the only model, that particular model, the 12. Well, anyway, France's digital minister said the, uh, iPhone 12's radiation levels are still much lower than levels that scientific studies consider could harm users and what, and the agency itself acknowledges that its tests don't reflect typical phone use.
1: So they're basically saying that this is a sham.
0: What? Wait. France's digital minister said that the iPhone 12's radiation levels are still much lower than levels that scientific studies consider could harm users. Oh, but the European Union says that it's still above and the agency itself. I thought itself it was
1: acknowledged- actually France though.
0: Right? French regulators ordered Apple to stop selling the iPhone 12, saying it emits electromagnetic radiation above what the European Union standards say for exposure. So it's the union that's saying that the exposure is too high, but France is saying that Apple has to stop selling it. At the same point, France's digital minister is saying that the iPhone 12's radiation levels are lower than scientific studies saying that it could cause harm and the agency itself the the i guess digital ministry of france says that the tests don't reflect typical phone use (laughs) so the national frequency agency on tuesday called on apple to implement all available means to rapidly fix this malfunction for phones already in use and said that it would monitor device updates if they don't work Apple will have to recall phones that have already been sold, it said. They tested 141 phones and found that when the iPhone 12 is held in a hand or carried in a pocket, its level of electromagnetic energy absorption is 5.74 watts per kilogram, higher than this standard 4 watts per kilogram. So the phone passed a separate test of radiation levels for devices kept in a jacket or in a bag. All right. That just seems weird.
1: That seems kind of funky. And how long has the iPhone 12 been out?
0: Since 2020.
1: Right. So why are we just suddenly going, hey, there's a problem?
0: Maybe there was a software upgrade that amped up the signal. And uh, But then you would be hearing about people going, man, the phone is draining its battery like crazy because it's actually it's a 25% increase in power to the radio. So over actually uh, well, depending on what it was, right? Let's say that it was actually at four and then something happened between the last update and this update and during their testing period, it suddenly became 5.74 it's almost 50% increase. It's a 1.75% or sorry. It's a, uh, one and three quarter percent or a watt increase from whatever it might have been, um, assuming it was four, it's gone up quite a bit, right? So nearly 50%, like I said.
1: Well, on the standards, maybe new too, so right. there might be some of that going on.
0: So it says here cell phones have been labeled as possible carcinogens by the world health organization's uh, cancer research arm, putting them in the same category as coffee, diesel fumes and pesticide and the pesticide DDT. So coffee is a carcinogen. The radiation produced by cell phones cannot directly damage Especially DNA
1: if made in California.
0: Yes. Um, and different from stronger types of radiation, like x-rays or ultraviolet. Um, So yeah, anyway, studies haven't shown a clear link to adverse health effects like cancer headaches, cognitive function. Um, But they've been reporting the same thing about cigarettes with people dissenting like mad that that doesn't really cause cancer and blah, blah, blah. And they're still selling cigarettes. Now I'm not saying, well, you know, are, are you basically saying that cigarettes are okay? No, not even in the slightest. We know that inhaling cigarette smoke is bad for you. It destroys your lungs and makes you addicted to nicotine. And it's demonstrably provable that it does damage to lungs because people have died and autopsies show their lungs are completely black. And it, yeah, it's just nasty stuff, folks. Cell phones, on the other hand, if anybody can show you know, a case like this that's brought on through (laughs) cell phones, then I'm pretty sure that prevailing science would start leaning in on it, going, well, it's really bad. We need to do something else. Income landlines, I suppose. All right. Well, anyway, I actually tell people that if they stand by their microwave and their cell phone dies it's because they're at 2.4 gigahertz and their microwave is irradiating them and they don't have very good um protection insulation from it shielding and and people actually go what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Microwaves operate at 2.4 gigahertz and your access point operates at 2.4 gigahertz. And so if your internet goes out while you run the microwave, you're being irradiated by a microwave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's always interesting. Uh, Another shocking revelation to people is your email when it's traveling from one point to another is unencrypted and anybody that's in the hop can actually pay attention to it, scoop up all the little packets, them back together and look at the picture that you sent somebody be careful anyway that's it for today i am mayor that is hometown.com and up there is the ai from on high that's going to probably remind me that i didn't doom scroll wait we don't doom scroll hometown there's nothing ever doom scrolly about hometown there's not a lot of fluff there isn't any garbage in there it's all news reported directly uh, into hometown and aggregated by Omtown's gatherer and uh, put into six main categories and 50 sub channels all of which I intend to bring to twitch um, all I need is you to go out and tell all of your friends that Omtown and Omtown daily and the various channels that are going to be coming to twitch sound like a neat idea and let them come and hang out ask questions talk about the articles we'll do this day after day after day and the AI is about to remind us of when that is. So do you want to remind everybody when that is?
1: Yes. Uh, we will be here at 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow.
0: And the next day and the next day. Well, uh, yes. Day. Although <laughs>
1: every day we you're oh, here at 8 p.m. Eastern.
0: It's almost like I intentionally named the show hometown daily.
1: Yeah, it's not called weekly or yearly or <laughs> something like that.
0: It's the hometown. Uh, we'll do it. I don't know. <laughs> well, if you're in chat, thanks very much for hanging out. Appreciate it. Go tell a friend. Drag them kicking and screaming over to the show, and um, I'll I'll be ever ever thankful. Oh, and don't forget, it's over. We're over at YouTube and you can download the podcast. There's a Patreon, but um, you'll be able to support the channel. But there really isn't any extra bonus, just my undying gratitude. And uh, there's a Discord, too. And yes, there's a TikTok. The AI just threw me a message, error message of, hey, don't forget the TikTok. There's a TikTok, but it has only four videos on it because I haven't put anything else on there. Lots of ideas of which ones to put on there, but I don't do it. All right, folks, that's it. I'm outie. Ta-ta. Do you want to say good night, oh, great AI?
1: Good night, hometown citizens. We'll see you tomorrow. Remember, that's 8 p.m. Eastern every day.
0: Yeah, you were going to say good night, oh, great AI.
1: No? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I thought I subliminally put that in there. Okay, see you all later. Bye-bye. ma why why did that transition to show me at the end
1: (laughs) i don't know let me do this again see ya